What's happened is very, it's very simple, but it's a complex story. They originally started it on the Quake 2 engine. And then they said, you know that's, what? That's an old engine. Yeah. They said, let's go ahead and do this on the Unreal Engine. Well, apparently, when you change engines, you have to kind of restart and recode it. Yeah. As they went along over the years, they kept changing the gaming engine to it because the scope of the game became bigger and bigger. And it was like, well, this one may not do what we want. So rather than compromise the integrity, let's hold off a couple more years and do it properly. Right, right. And, you know, actually, 3D Realms had that happen. They had a game called Prey that went by the wayside because it was considered too ambitious for the, for the technology of the time. Everybody thought it was dead. Eight years later, boom, it's on the cover of PC Gamer. Guess what? It's, it's almost done, and you're going to see it soon. Very nice. Because what ha- and so everybody, you know, it was kind of the running joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll see Windows 10 before I'll see this or I'll see this. <laughs> and everybody kind of, it was called vaporware. You know, yes. something that yes. you talk about that doesn't exist. People went on and said, oh, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, so on and so forth. Last year, 3D Realms was shut down because the developer, apparently, I had heard the number of $20 million had been invested into the development of Duke Nukem Forever. And they said, we're done. We're done. We're not putting any more money in it. Give us the code. Let's go. And that was, for all intents and purposes, it. Now, supposedly, the designers had said, we need about six, two to $6 million more, 6 to $10 million more, and, ten mo- and 6 to 10 months, we're done. And they said, no, no. And it became this nasty war of words. And lawsuits ensued. And everyone said, well, that's it. When the developer has closed their doors, that's that's the end. Yeah. Well, uh, Randy Pitchford, who is the head of Gearbox Software, actually did the presentation to us. He came in, did a presentation, told us what happened, showed us a video, and then said, oh, I'm going to let you go in and play 15 minutes of it right now. And the place went absolutely insane. He says, we're not jerking you around, folks. He said, it's there. It's in the other room. You're going to play it. And he said, we cannot let you take video of it. That's the one catch. You can take photos. Take all the photos you want. Put them on your your Facebook. Just go nuts with it. And so he said, but I'm going to tell you what happened. I got my start at 3D Realms working on Duke Nukem 3D. I went off and formed my own company, Gearbox. Now, Gearbox has been a very solid developer for a lot of games. They did the add-on pack for Half-Life Opposing Force. They have also done Borderlands, which was a recent game. Right. Borderlands was a phenomenal success. Yeah, I In heard fact, that. if I remember correctly, Gearbox has never had a, a failure. Everything they've done has been a solid, well-received, and commercial hit. Mm-hmm. Ge- Borderlands sold through the roof for 2K games. And Pitchford found out that the old guys for 3D Realms were literally not willing to let Duke die. They were working in their basements trying to get the game finished. And he, you know, uh, trying to get funding anything. And so he stepped in and he heard that. And because he had the clout, because as he said his words, I made 2K a fucking boatload of money (laughs) off Borderlands. I These guys at 3D Realms trusted me. He was wearing an original Duke Nukem 3D t-shirt. It was all faded. <laughs> he said, I got them all together and said, you know, this is what's going to, let's do this. And an agreement was made. Now, I found out just this morning that he actually ended up owning, getting, he ended up take, getting 
the Duke Nukem franchise. It's not just we'll finish it, we'll put in the money, you he, publish he, it, you work with that. He now actually has the IP? I think he has the IP or at oh, least the club nice. because the guys at 3D Realms trusted him, and my guess is those remaining guys will probably become Gearbox staff members now. Sweet. And so he said, you know, that's basically it. The rumor was it was 85% done when the place shut down. I pressed the press guy. They aren't going to tell me when it's done. They said they're shooting for 2011. And I joked to him. I said, "Are we going to? will it be on my console by the time, on PC by the time PAX 2011 comes? And he went, I can't say. <laughs> the implication I've heard is that it's probably six to eight months away at this point. Well, that's better than and nothing. And so they take us into the other room and uh, got to play it. And, I, and I'm going to say it. She's probably going to kill me for it. The opening segment is Duke's taking a whiz in a urinal. And you're holding down the button. And the longer spoiler you, alert. Spoiler the alert. The longer you hold down the button. It's just to the demo, not of the game. Oh, the longer okay. You, the longer you hold down the button, the longer he goes. So the moment he finishes, he's like, all right. And you start walking <laughs> around a locker room. Well, I look over to the left, and Jen's walking around in a circle. And I'm like, honey, what are you doing? She goes, oh, I'm trying to find the sink to wash my hands. <laughs> and I go, I'm like, Duke doesn't wash his hands. <laughs> so we get out in the corridor, and all hell breaks loose. And uh, next thing you know, you're on this field with this mega monster. And you're rocket launching it and all that. And I, I managed to take it out. And, of course, Duke is quipping like crazy. Once I finished it. I put his head down and kicked a 50-yard field goal with it. <laughs> and then they cut to a scene where Duke's here and there's two chicks, and it was obvious that they were below the belt making him very happy. Ah, yeah. And then one, then another head popped up, and she goes like this. Oh, God. And you're like, you know, what, you know what's coming. And Ladies so, and gentlemen, this video game will probably <laughs> not be kid-safe. No, it's definitely mature-rated. And uh, then I got to see Duke's truck, and I ran over a few people with it. <laughs> and then I was shooting away, and they said, okay, you know, that was the end of our segment. But the 2K guys took some pictures for us and let us pose by it. And they said, uh, and on the way out, they handed us a Duke Nukem T-shirt and a bottle of steroids. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> woohoo! So anyway, uh, that's our long introduction. Yes, it does exist. Yes, it looks fantastic. Yes, it plays fantastic. And we have some video for you. Now, I want to be clear. They did not allow video. I have some screenshots for it on our website at sknr.net. This video comes from an outside source, but it is from the PAX gameplay session. This is your first look at Duke Nukem Forever. By the way, the first time it has ever been played by anyone outside of the developers. Uh, it was fun. The graphics need some polish, but it's pretty early, so, you know. If it does come out, though, that's going to be a major shift in my life. The entire time I've been cognizant of the world, this game has been in production and close to coming out. So, you know. It's coming out.
They're trying to stop us, but we're official. Oh, you know. Oh, no. Hi, I'm Elizabeth. Oh, hi. Yeah. Don't shoot me. They don't want to see me. Shoot the game. All right, the kids are going to be heading on out here, and we're going to get a new batch in so you guys can watch it from the beginning. So that was Duke Nukem Forever, and uh, biggest surprise of the show, and it, it was worth it. I mean, seriously, PAX this year was fantastic. But seeing that was just like, wow. I mean, even if there was nothing else to the show, that alone would have made, made the day. Yeah. And uh, But there were other things at PAX, and I do want to get in a plug right now. I'll be uh, doing a segment on KSW Radio on Undead Radio, actually. We're going to do uh, something a little different than the live show. We're going to go on Rev's podcast and uh, prep... Uh, do that tomorrow so we'll be going into great detail about uh the games of pack some of the stuff we saw were our impressions so on and so forth and you can check that out at uh ksw.com 99.9 fm we'll be doing the undead radio segment tomorrow and i believe tomorrow afternoon it should be released uh so anyway i want to show what we started off pax 2010 with and uh, this was our very first thing. I got to go meet uh, a couple of the guys from LucasArts that I had been emailing for many years, and it was nice to actually meet them in person. And uh, so, so uh, let me ask you this: There's been rumors. Are they actually evil Lucas drones? No, they were. No, 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 they were not. good guys. <laughs> they were good guys. We uh, got to have a look at Star Wars: The Old Republic, which um, you know, if you like your massive online games, you're going to love this one. Oh, yeah, I uh, gotta love them. I was running around Korriban, which in the extended universe is where the Sith come yes, from. Yes, yes, that is the and Sith homeworld. I was a Sith trainee with a vibroblade. I didn't have my lightsaber yet, and I was out whacking these gigantic uh, worm-like creatures out in the desert. And I'm, I'm thinking, I just can't wait till I have my force powers and I can really do something. And <laughs> it's a big problem because when I play these Star Wars games, like Knights of the Old Republic and all that. I always I stay on the good side, but I got to admit the dark side force powers are better. So in that game, when, you know when they let you have the option, it's like the force, the the good side gives you healing, and speed and mind cloud, whereas the dark side gives you lightning, choke, you know, pick up and throw. And I'm like, yeah, I I much rather grab the guys, hold them off the ground, hang them over the edge, and drop them. It's 
and then electrocute the rest of them. So it was much more fun. Well, see, it's just like when I when I play the uh, Star Wars role playing game, the tabletop. What I'd like to do is I'd like to take move objects, you pick them up, and then you play ping pong with them. On... Exactly. <laughs> you know that's the way it's got to be done. So anyway. Uh, they were really kind, and they let us uh, kick off with uh, Star Wars The Force Unleashed 2, which is coming in October. Oh, nice. Which is the sequel to the best-selling Star Wars game in history, where you played uh, Darth Vader's secret apprentice, Starkiller. Yep. And it had multiple endings. One of them you could take on the Emperor, one you could take on Vader. Well, in this, uh, they even had a, a PC version and a special edition. They even had some of these what-if missions, like... You went to Tatooine and took on Obi-Wan Kenobi. You went to Hoth to take on Luke Skywalker, that sort of thing. And uh, this one goes back to canon. We showed the trailer earlier where Vader basically has decided, well, uh, Starkiller is a problem and he needs to go. Yeah. Not the first time this has happened. And uh, you managed to foil his plans and you're loose and you're pissed off. <laughs> and uh, I could tell you that after the opening cinematic, we jumped right out the door. And I had a very long fall from a long building, and I had to use the force to blast things out of my way, including TIE Fighters, which were below me, for a very, 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 very long fall, which caused me to hit the ground and then come up two lightsabers blazing against an army of uh, the best the Empire can throw at me. And yes, I was grabbing vehicles and throwing them. I was unleashing new force powers. And uh, one of the things I really enjoyed about it is you could take arms and heads off. Oh, not it wasn't graphically oh. bloody. Well, no, and I, it's but, Star Wars, so you got to be careful when you do when you show that because. But even though it may get a mature rating, Lucas yeah. still doesn't like all that. No, it'll, it'll get a teen rating because yeah. Lucas likes. But the fact is, when the stormtrooper comes up and you cleave him like this, like this, and like this, and two arms drop and then a head drops, you're like, yeah, I've done my job. Yeah, yeah. and and I kind of like it in a way because the whole point is this guy's pissed off, and he's taking names. Yep. And for him, when there's like 10 troopers, you're not going to go, eh, he's going whack, whack. You know, he's got two sabers. It's anything I can touch is coming off. He's just been turned into a dark side Quasinar. And we were able to take some uh, photos and get some video with it as well. And uh, Darren, you want to fire that up for us? This is Star Wars, The Force Unleashed 2. And yes, that is me playing, so no laughs there. All right? No promises. I finished the demo, so I'll put it this way. So at least I got through it. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, that segment at the end, uh, I had learned about this little power that you could uh, call down a blast from above, and I had not cleared the blast radius, and I got myself caught in that. So, Oops. Yeah, well, it was one of those things where you don't learn about it until you actually do it. Uh, just remember, friendly fire mm-hmm. isn't. Yes. Yes, you still end up dead either way. Anyway, so that was the Force Unleashed, and uh, we actually had another highlight, and that was the... Uh, a uh, little disappointing, but I really enjoyed what I saw. We got our appointment with Valve, and we were all set to do the Portal 2 co-op. Uh-huh. But it was actually a video presentation. You didn't get to play it. Oh, okay. But they went into detail on it, so it actually worked out really nice, well. Nice, And, you know, looking around, I really got a good look at Fallout New Vegas, which looked fantastic. Um, I got a really nice hands-on time with Fear 3. Which is really coming along. One of the great things about it was, even though they've said, no, we're not putting it out in October, it, got, it has some polish to get done, we'll put it out next year when it's ready. I got a hold of these giant mech walkers, and we went through a building. And let me tell you, wall, don't care, gone. Rocket launcher on each hand and a laser gun. If it moved, it, li- it was lit on fire. I'll put it to you that way. Shotguns, point-blank range, bullet time. And, uh, you know, so what if uh, so what if uh, the point man without the mask looks like Ted Nugent from the 70s? <laughs> I mean, seriously, I asked the guy about that. I said, that was kind of interesting. You, you finally took his, fa- his mask off, and he's got this long hair and this beard. He kind of looks like Jesus on a, on a <laughs> rampage. And I said, you know, with the nature of the storyline, which they told me, is, it was very clever. He said, it's nine months after Fear 2, almost just about set to deliver. Since she's your mother, which complicates things, and then your brother, who was the villain in the first film, unbeknownst to you, comes back from the dead. Yeah. And then they said there's a co-op mode. You can either, one can play Paxton, the other can play the Pointman, or you can go as the story. So we did a co-op mode through the building, and there was a bunch of crazy cultists. I had a shotgun. You know, enough said. They're done. (laughs) (laughs) There's a pile of them, but it, it was really impressive. Uh, the new Mortal Kombat looked great, didn't I, it? I, I was, I almost jizzed in my pants when I saw it. And I'm not even a I'm not even a, a, a fighting player, but I'm like, oh my god, this is beautiful. It was, it was, it was absolutely gorgeous. And I don't know if you saw how much Capcom has greatly improved um, Dead Rising. It looked Dead Rising Two looked even better than it did when I saw it at Comic Con. I, I didn't see the Dead Rising. I did see, however, the new Street Fighter. One that they yeah, were playing Marvel versus uh, uh, Capcom versus uh, Marvel Marvel Three. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Ultimate. Yeah. That I didn't was, even know they had a two. So. Oh yeah, that was really good. Um, another one that I was really impressed with. Did you get to see the Power Gig Rise of the Six String? No. Uh, th- there was a lot oh. I did not see. Power Gig Rise of the Six String is the latest in the guitar playing games. The difference is you have a real guitar with six strings this time. Ooh. Metal strings. Ooh. And yes, when you hit the notes, you do feel it, and you're going to work up a callus doing that. Oh, now, the nuts. different, and the, the drums are really cool because my wife loved them. They were space savers. They were only about this big and this high, and you air drum. You don't actually have to hit them, you just hit over them, and it has a sensor, you know, picking nice. that up. And the, the cool thing about it is when you play the guitar, if you look at the top of it, it has, like along the seam here, the green, the red, and all the colors you're used to but not on the bar. So what you have to do is go like that and strum the string. <laughs> but, you, but the thing is, they said, we'll be tolerant depending on your setting. If you can only manage one string as long green, but if you want to power chord it, 
But the trick is, unlike the the um, you know the conventional Rock Band three Guitar Heroes that where you have the buttons clearly delineated, yeah. these are in chord fashion. Oh, so like if you're, I'm sitting here going, you know. Green, red, green, red, and then oh, yellow, yeah, yellow, I, yellow, I, yellow I, I green. Think I think I see. I think I see where they're going with this. Yeah. I think they probably are going to start putting in a future that'll actually teach you how to play the guitar. I can almost see it. Yeah, I can see it right I, there. I can see that coming. <laughs> and another plus is uh, I, I went over to see uh, Dark Spore and Dead Space Two from Electronic Arts, and they're looking really good. Dead Space Two was a highlight. Uh, got to see the new Marvel um, online, the massive multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Got to see Lego Universe, which is the massive <laughs> online Lego game. There was actually a couple of Lego cosplayers there. That was unbelievable. And another thing that was a real highlight was the, um, the uh, what do you call it, um, Sega. They showed off the two new Sonic games and then got to see Conduit 2 as well as Vanquished. <coughs> and those both looked really good as well. But I think for me, one of the real highlights of the night was uh, getting a look at the new, other than Duke Nukem, was getting to look at the new technology from both Microsoft and um, Sony. You know, Microsoft, of course, had, um, you know, the Kinect on hand. Right. And while I liked what I saw, and it certainly looked better than at E3, I still found a lot of it limited. I mean, sure, you could dance. Yeah, you can box. Yeah, you can drive a car. But, you know, I'm not going to be able to play Halo or Call of Duty on that. Right. And Halo, uh, you know, the new Halo Reach and uh, Gears of War 3 looked absolutely fantastic, but you can't do those on the Kinect at the moment, so that's yeah. kind of a problem. Uh, we'll be talking about some new stuff upcoming, including Sony. For right now, we're going to kick away, and we're going to have a look at um, Killzone 3, which is one of the latest uh, and greatest titles from Sony, and we'll talk about the 3D aspects of it soon after. This is Killzone 3, and again, no direct footage. Got this off to the side. Now, some people have uh, noted with that, one of the things about it is that that was played with the Wii, uh, with the Wii, excuse me, with the uh, PS Move, which uh, is much more responsive than the Wii, and uh, you'll be seeing that later as well. You can play it with a standard controller or with the Move. One of the um, things that the Sony guys told me, and I thought this was fantastic, that game can be played in full 3D, you just need a 3D television. And people say, oh, wait a second, wait a second, don't I need a 3D Blu-ray player as well, no. And right now, in order to watch a DVD in 3D, you need three things. You need to have a 3D television, 
you need to have a 3D Blu-ray player and you need to have a 3D Blu-ray movie. That's why it's kind of limited right now to like Monsters vs. Aliens, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, so on and so forth. And people are always saying, well, geez, Gareth, why are you so adamant about what you call fake 3D? You know, all these films that have been converted to 3D uh, post-haste and so on and so forth. Well, the thought is, uh, as I said, Michael Bay, James Cameron, other directors are coming on board. The vast majority of films to date, only Avatar and Step Up 3D, have been filmed in 3D. Everything. Uh, Despicable Me. Despicable Me, excuse me. I'm, non, I'm referring to non-animated for right oh, now. Oh, okay. Me. Of the non-animated films. Uh, I believe, of course, My Bloody Valentine was also, but I'm talking in the last year. Right, right. A lot of people say that this is a... It's watering down the technology. It's giving people a bad image of the 3D because they'll see something like Clash of the Titans, The Last oh, Airbender, and say, God. geez, the 3D's pretty crappy. Why do I want this? That and the bad economy are holding down people from going out and buying these TV sets. Right. Because right now it's about four grand to get a Blu-ray player, a, a 3D Blu-ray player and that. Well, Sony's actually going to help with that. The Sony system is a high-end Blu-ray player in and of itself. In October, they are releasing a free firmware update. They do this for all the, all every so often, a couple times, well, every couple of months, they put a new firmware update to make the thing better. Right. One of the firmware updates allowed the streaming stuff, so you can go do the Netflix on demand and do that. In October, they are releasing a free update that will turn that thing into a 3D Blu-ray player. Nice. All you need at that point is a 3D television, and you are good to go. Nice. Because they have a long list of games. And a lot of people said, I mean, this is the thing. They, right now, worldwide, have passed the other two consoles in terms of sales. Oh, yeah. yeah. This thing is just, they have a whole line, and I have seen what the games look like in 3D. It is amazing. And, uh, you know, there, there's, you know, it's like, wow, this is fantastic. And so uh, they're going to be putting that out, and Killzone 3 is one of them. It's the, it's the first in a, well, it may not be the first, but it is part of a long line of titles that are coming out that are going to be 3D capable if you have the technology. So now, you know, now all of a sudden it's basically go out and get yourself a 3D TV or monitor and you're good to go. Yep. And of course that's where our friends at Alienware come in because they offer 3D. <laughs> they offer 3D monitors. So if you don't want to go out and spend $4,000 on a TV, hmm. It's a conspiracy. There there are things that can be done. So anyway, yep. We have that, and uh, that's just part of our PAX coverage. We're going to be having a lot more coming up soon. We also saw Infamous 2, Little Big Planet 2 looked really good. Got a look at Ratchet & Clank uh, 4, or not really 4, but the one four-player Ratchet & Clank. We had a look at some just really amazing things that were out there, and we're really looking forward to seeing some things coming. Patriot Memory had some really good new memory things. Yep. Uh, the um, Gunner Optics guys had a new line of gaming glasses out. They had Jinx Clothing was out. We mentioned Crisis 2. So we got a lot of stuff. We'll be talking about those in the days ahead. You can check those out on the site at sknr.net. And we'll also be uh, talking a little bit about that on Undead Radio tomorrow on ksw.com. Since we have a little bit of time uh, left in the show tonight, we want to talk to you about some uh, movies that are coming out. And... One of them is a film called The Social Network, and uh, Darren, we, you should have the trailer for that. If you could just fire that up right now. We, it should be right below Sucker Punch. Below that one. 
Okay. Well, anyway, while Darren's locating that, this is the uh, inspired by the true story of the creation of Facebook. And oh. this, sta- this stars, among other people, Andrew Garfield, who is a British actor who recently became headline news because he's going to be the new Spider-Man. Right. right. Which they, he's already was talking about how they were doing that. By the way, found out today Ridley Scott has said his intention is to make the two Alien prequels his next project. And uh, Gemma Atkinson is possibly in the lead for one of the female roles. So we're going to fire up the social network, and then we have a very special announcement right after it. substantial in order to get the attention of the clubs. Why? Because they're exclusive and fun and they lead to a better life. People want to go on the internet and check out their friends, so why not build a website that offers that friends, pictures, profiles. I'm talking about taking the entire social experience of college and putting it online. The site got 2,200 hits within two hours? Thousand. 22,000. This idea is potentially worth millions of dollars. Millions? He stole our website. They're saying we stole the Facebook. I know what it says. So did we? A million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? A billion dollars. You're going to get left behind. It's moving faster than any of us ever imagined. Get left behind. Let's sue him in federal court. I can't wait to stand over your shoulder and what you write is a check. If you guys were the inventors of Facebook, you'd invented Facebook. Is there anything that you need to tell me? Your actions could have permanently destroyed everything I've been working on. We have been working on. Do you like being a joke? Do you want to go back to that? Mark! This is our time. You're being accused of intentionally breaching security, violating copyrights, violating individual privacy. Your best friend is suing you for $600 million. As for the charges... I believe I deserve some recognition from this board. Uh, I'm sorry? Yes. I don't understand. Which part? So, uh, we got VCon coming up. And uh, wanted to let everyone know, we are going to be sponsoring one of the screeners at South Center Mall for the social network. So if you want to see it in advance, we have pairs of tickets. So if you want to see it and see it for free, contact Darren right here through the station, and he will get you in touch, and we have passes. We're going to get a chance to see it ahead of time. That, that looks like fun. That, look, that reminds me of the Pir- Pirates of Silicon Valley, very yep. akin to that. So. Yeah, and as I, as I was saying, you know, it's interesting. There will be allegations, and I'm curious to hear what the Facebook people's attitude on the film was. I'm sure they had to have some kind of, uh, sign off on it, otherwise they wouldn't have been able to call it Facebook. You know, there was right, this right. Uh, there's this British show I watch called The It Crowd, and they have it. The IT uh, Crowd. Yeah, the IT Crowd, and he yeah. calls it like 
uh, friend face is what they refer to it as <laughs> on the thing. You know, so it's like, uh-huh. By the way, I just saw season four. Oh, yeah. Quite, they just finished it in July. Quite impressive. See, I, I, I've yet to be able to queue it up on Netflix. I've been uh, uh, trying to catch up on my Stargate. Oh, you, so. <laughs> you, you got you got to watch first, first show season two. You'll love that. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Mitch, so we don't run out of time, Jim's got an announcement for us here while I'm getting uh, the next segment ready. So, Jim, take it away. Well, thank you, Gareth. Um, I just wanted to talk and let the, your viewers know that uh, recently, a couple weeks ago, I went up to Vancouver uh, for a special press uh, through for Skewed and Reviewed, as well as my own show, Pacific Vent Spotlight, and uh, got a chance to visit the set of Psych. And it was on location, and it was a roundtable interviews. A lot of friends... Uh, bunch of uh, press people from all across the country. It was a lot of fun, and we got a chance to chat with the actors one-on-one. -on -one. Well, not one-on-one, -on -one, but one at a time. Uh, usually when they do that, they put everybody in a room and everybody talks at once, but no, it was just, we got each individual actor one, one at a time. A lot of fun, and those shows are actually being posted up on my website, www.pac-fen.com. Uh, it's pacfen.com. Um, I have three shows up. Uh, we have five actors. I did one each day, one on Saturday, one on Sunday, one today. I will be posting one tomorrow, and then I will be posting one on Wednesday, the last one. And then Wednesday night, if you're a fan of Psych, you won't want to see this show. Wednesday night will be the summer finale of Psych, and it's the show that we the, that we visited the set on, and it's rather explosive, I will tell you this right now. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Check out my website. Check out the interviews on my website. Thanks a lot, Gareth. No problem. <laughs> and uh, they definitely did a really good job with you guys. You know, I, in fact, from what I understand, you guys got everything short of a walk-on in the film. Um, just about. Yeah. Just about. They, and I will tell you this right now. If you, if, if you guys are fans of Psych, these are funny people. Not just on the show, but in real life. They are, they are hilarious people. Very friendly. Even the guest stars were extremely friendly with everybody. We had lunch with them. C. Thomas Howell was guest starring on this show, and he sat down with a couple of us at our lunch table when we were at the uh, craft services. And it was it was it was a lot of fun. Oh, so that's you, a, you definitely watch the show. Especially you, if you're no, you, you can't beat that. No, you can't beat that. And uh, we have some stuff coming in the new magazine too, which is almost ready. And we uh, uh, have an iPad version of it in in uh, final stages right now. So hopefully, once we get the PDF done. We'll send it to that, and I'll make sure those of us who have iPads, which don't, don't include me, I'm on the <laughs> droid family, but may have to. I'm stuck with my ancient Blackberry, man. That's all I got to say. Oh, no kidding. Uh, speaking of, uh, well, I'm not going to go with ancient Blackberries. We're going to take a jump for the new technology here. Uh, Walt Disney Corporation has sent us a couple of things to review, and uh, oh, they're, not, they're, they're not quite out yet, but uh, we're going to share them with you anyway. First off right here, the Black Cauldron. This is, you know, hard to believe, 25th anniversary edition. This was kind of a controversial film. Disney put it out, and it was PG rated. And some people were like, oh, yeah, I'm not sure if this is really appropriate for my kids. And right after this film, Eisner, Katzenberg, you know, the guys came in, and Katzenberg said, look, there's some potential here. We're going to go and launch a whole new age of Disney animation. And that's where Aladdin, The Lion King, Little Mermaid, all of this stuff rolled in. Yep. And this, this was the one that uh, helped launch it where they said, we're going to make returning animation a, uh, a top priority. Anyway, the uh, new DVD features uh, bonus features and a uh, you know, deleted material, deleted scenes, that sort of thing. 
Now, Jake Gyllenhaal, who also was in the running for Spider-Man at one point, Ben Kingsley, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, based on the video game series. This is a uh, kind of a sword and sorcery, and I say that simply because there's a dagger that controls time in the film. But there's some interesting battles, there's some jumping around, there's some crazy action and things like that. And this is the three-disc combo pack that includes a Blu-ray version, a standard DVD version, and a digital copy that you can load to your laptop or your portable device. Oh, nice. And, of course, you know, Jerry Bruckheimer produced it, and it's uh, set in Persia, obviously, since uh, Gemma Adderton right there, who is in the lead for the Alien film, if they can get her, uh, you know, get her um, schedule lined up. And it's basically, you know, all about betrayal, corruption. And there are some scenes where, of course, he's jumping around, he's swinging on poles. And I'm like, yep, straight from the video game. So <laughs> it is. A, if you like a good roaring adventure, it, you know, truthfully got overlooked a bit in the theaters this summer. But if you like, you know, a check your head at the door, have a good time action adventure film, you can't do any, you cannot do wrong with this. And they've got tons of bonus material on it. Another movie I saw recently that I really wanted to highlight was I finally got a chance to see The Losers. Absolutely loved it. I wish they would have done better at the box office so we could be looking at a sequel. But Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who played uh, the comedian in Watchmen, Chris Evans, who was the Human Torch, who's also in Push, he's going to be the new Captain America, was in it. And you have Jason Patrick playing the bad guy. And uh, based on a graphic novel, uh, you know, Zoe Salandana from Star Trek and Avatar was in it. Huh? Yep. Idris Elba, who played uh, the very nasty Charles on The Office. By the way, want to mention that tomorrow, season six of The Office is coming out. And uh, since Steve Carell has said that he's planning on leaving the show after next season, although they may continue to go on, there's a rumor that Harvey Keitel may be approached to uh, replace him because they thought that another wisecrack and screwball manager would be disrespectful to Steve. So they're kind of thinking they may try to go somewhere way off the pace. I I can tell you this. That is different. I can tell you this. This is one of these are two of the things that we have to look forward to in the new season of The Office. Number one, the season ended with him asking his new boss, Kathy Bates, to bring back his the love of his life, who the PR girl who was moved off to the other office. She will be coming back, but not until later in the season. Ah. We also found out that there'll be a segment where Steve Carell discovers he's got herpes, and he goes (laughs) to call every one of his old partners. The problem is it's a cold sore, but he's told he's got herpes, so he panics and calls all of his old partners. And uh, then there is a wonderful segment coming up where... um, and, I, you know, for the life of me, I'm drawing a blank on the actor's name. He's a, t- uh, Timothy Oliphant, I believe, is who it is. Okay. Is playing a go get him salesman who drives Jim up the wall because it's revealed Pam used to date him. Ah. So these are all things that we can look forward to on The Office, which, believe it or not, folks, we're about three weeks away from all our shows coming back. Uh, Fringe Season 2 should be hitting the DVDs uh, very soon. You have Big Bang Theory... Season 3 will be hitting the DVDs. You also have Smallville Season 9 hitting the DVDs, which we got to watch because I need to see that so I'm caught up for the final season, which is also starting in September. And it's funny because we're loaded up on Netflix and everything right now, getting caught up with weeds, getting caught up with all these shows, 
And it's like, damn it, you know, we sit here and say, oh, God, you know, 24 ended. What are we going to watch without 24? And now you keep finding all these other shows. Oh, now, while they're not 24, what can you do? Yeah. So we're down to the last nitty-gritty of the show, folks. We have a trailer that we're going to end out on. Remember, catch us at 6 o'clock going forward. Check us out on Undead Radio tomorrow, KISW.com. You can download it at your leisure. They will post it. BJ Shea Morning Show. Check out our site, SKNR.net. We've got the Duke Nukem pictures up. We've got audio interviews from Vanquished and Conduit 2. Uh, or, excuse me, we got the Duke Nukem press conference on there. Star Wars The Force Unleashed video. Social network passes, and you can join us on Facebook and Twitter as well. And uh, we're going to close it out tonight with the um, video from Sucker Punch, which is a new movie. It looks really good. And please don't forget, the Puyallup Fair starts next weekend. They've got a very impressive, very impressive lineup of concerts. We're going to see John Legend. We've got Hall & Oates. We've got Hart. And then we've got some other concerts to see. Harry Connick Jr., Maroon 5. And Joe Coy also outside of that. So we're going to leave you with Sucker Punch tonight, folks. It's been fantastic. Uh, For Jim and I, have a good night, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. See you next time. Pax out. We're safe. It's all safe. What you're imagining right now, that place can be as real as any pain. Afraid. You have all the weapons you need. Your fight for survival starts right now. I'm gonna escape from here. There's armed guards everywhere. If Blue finds out, we're dead. We're already dead. Begin your journey. If you do, it will set you free.
I'm attorney Alexander Ransom. Have you been charged with a DUI or faced any other criminal charges? If you're in trouble with the law, you need a trial attorney who's aggressive, experienced, and effective. Call today for a free consultation, the law offices of Alexander Ransom. I look forward to serving you and getting your criminal charges reduced or dismissed. Call today. The law offices of Alexander Ransom. Call today. appeal at an appealing price whether you want traditional carriage house custom wood or even glass garage doors we have an option that's right for you make the right decision call precision problem solved 303-566-7900 